listening to Get Woke Wellington, brought to you by the National Council of Women's Wellington Branch. Ko Prudence Toko Ingoa. Ko Harita Toko Ingoa. Ko Lily Toko Ingoa. Ko Aisha Toko Ingoa. We're NCW branch members and your Get Woke Wellington hosts. This show allows the National Council of Women to support and inform what us Welly women want in our communities. We also want to raise awareness about the National Council of Women's activities and encourage your membership. You can visit our website or follow us on Facebook and Instagram to find out more. Seeing young women so prominent in advocacy movements of today warms my heart. Female advocates step far beyond strictly gendered issues. For example, in climate change action and advocacy, a global movement might not have been achieved without the stubborn and singular strike for climate by Greta Thunberg, who we note demonstrates far better schooling than most leaders today, despite her absence from school for years, which was her initial strike advocacy approach. Another example of a movement gone global thanks to young female leadership is the Black Lives Matter campaign, which gets results predominantly in the US, but on the back of global following and awareness. Here in New Zealand, the same leadership is apparent for campaigns that advocate equity far beyond for women and girls. I've brought two young women at the helm of the Free Fears campaign to talk about the unique influence of women advocates on the New Zealand landscape. So hi to my Catherine and Hannah. Can you please, in your own words, pepiha to our listeners who you are, how old you are, if you don't mind, and anything else you'd like to add to mark your identity? Kia ora ko hana no um, my name is Hannah, I grew up in Porirua and I am 19 years old. Um, I'm living in Wellington at the moment and I'm a student. Kia ora, my name is Catherine, um, I am 21 this year and I am born and raised in Hamilton and I am in Wellington studying as well at Vic. And do you represent organisations or are you just individual champions for this cause? Mm, so I am with VUSA or the Victoria University of Wellington Students Association, so Yep, I have been with them since this time last year and I'll continue continue to be with them this year as well. Mm. What about you, Hannah? Um, I'm not really part of an organisation for the campaign, but I did become involved with it through a group of young Christian climate activists in Wellington. That's awesome. So Free Fears, the campaign, what are the campaign's key objectives or political asks, so to speak? Cool. So we want free public transport for all under-18s, community service card holders, and tertiary students, so like at all times of the day, all modes of public transport. Yeah. Hmm. And how did this campaign come about? Um, yeah, so there were kind of two areas that it came from, and I'll get Catherine to talk to the um, student advocacy context in a moment. Um, so yeah, so the group of Christian climate activists that I was talking about, um, we'd been working on some different um, campaigns around climate policy, um, but we all felt really convicted that we wanted to have a campaign with a, more of a focus on a just transition and on um, yeah initiatives that would prioritise disadvantaged groups and their access to sustainable transport modes. Um, yeah, so we kind of started working on this campaign, and then around the same time, um, the student associations in Wellington, um, Massey and Vic Student Associations, were also starting a similar campaign. Um, so we joined forces. <laughs> yeah, so um, VUSA and like loads of other student unions around the country have been like campaigning for like discounted or free fares for students for 
years and years and years and um basically that's just already built off the momentum that exists and yeah like obviously these all these organizations have just like come together and like we all want one thing and like mm. powers with the people mm. so yeah. nice and how did you did you find it hard to join those uh, disparate interest groups together how did you form that partnership was it was it easy yeah, I found it really awesome actually to see different groups working together that wouldn't usually um, all be in the same spaces. Um, yeah, because we all had shared values and we all had the same kaupapa that we were working towards. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I actually found that one of the most inspiring parts of this campaign is seeing really different groups that work in different areas of advocacy, um, seeing them all come together and work on something like effectively together. And was there a particular platform that you all jumped on? Like uh, what is the Free Fears... Um we all wrote a submission, didn't we? Um, all, all those. Well, no, we all signed to a petition. Yeah. Yep. So tell us about that. What was that petition um, for? Yeah, so that was the first petition we did would have been as the Pornica Collective asking um, the Minister of Transport, Michael Wood, to do a trial of free fares for um, community service cardholders and tertiary students. But, um, yeah, to answer your question about, like, what platform, basically, majority of our organising took place on Zoom. Because, <laughs> like, okay. obviously, COVID times and, like, just the accessibility that Zoom brings to people. So, mm-hmm. yeah. mm. so what will be the benefits if your campaign succeeds but in terms of climate impact, but also in terms of the stakeholders in need of free public transport? Um, yeah, so I guess one way that I frame it is that it addresses two really important needs. Um, one of those is around transport poverty and the accessibility of public transport to low-income groups. Um, and then the other is the need for mode shift from private transport modes to public transport modes to mitigate climate change. Um, yeah, so we expect that um, from free fares being provided for the groups, um, for community service card holders under 18s and um, tertiary students, um, we expect to see yeah huge benefits in reducing greenhouse gas emissions from transport, um, but also huge benefits in people being able to access what they need to. Because um, at the moment we have like you know there's With more cash in their pockets. Yeah, yeah, not and spent on fares. Yeah. yeah, and it's not just more cash in pockets. It's actually that sometimes um, transport fares other thing that prevent people from getting to a GP mm, or it's the thing that prevent yeah. people from being able to get to their workplaces or visit their family. So right. it has really huge impacts on people's lives. Yes, mm. on their personal lives. I'm learning a new term every day. So today I'm learning about the term transport poverty. And of course, NCW members, our listeners might be well aware, firsthand even, that it's uh, usually parents and their children who suffer the most. Mm. We also, So this is a feminist issue. We also know poor parents are predominantly single parents and female. So so there's the, there's the gender analysis in, in a nutshell. What more can you tell me about transport poverty and its sufferers? Yeah, I guess so from a student perspective, like mainly colloquially like and anecdotally, loads of friends of mine, even myself, avoid going into university because like that means an extra like five bucks in the bank a day Mm. not spent or even more like uh, public transport in Wellington is like quite expensive, especially if you're like training or like coming from like um, further away. So like 
yeah, definitely people like will lessen the amount of time they come into university just so that they have more money and, um, you know, can buy food, pay rent. Like it's definitely like where that money's going towards their like basic living needs. Mm. Yeah. And if the, if the students can't afford it themselves, they're calling their mums. Yeah. I mean, so yeah. it's still, it's still a Fano issue. You yeah. Know? So it's definitely 100%. freeing up the expenses of parents nationwide for students to be able to yeah. Yeah. escape transport poverty. I'm also learning what the term just transition means <laughs> in light of there being no quick fix or silver bullet to climate change. Is, is that what you're meaning by trust, just transition? And how is free fares connected to a just transition? Yeah, um, I see it as being super connected. Um, I guess, yeah, the idea of a just transition um, really comes back to acknowledging that the impacts of climate change and the impacts of climate change mitigation policies um, tend to further disadvantage groups that are already disadvantaged. Um, And so we need to specifically target those groups um, and have an equitable approach to make sure that people aren't further put out by climate change initiatives, climate mitigation initiatives. Right. Um, yeah, and so this is really connected to a just transition because it's a way to reduce emissions from transport um, through prioritising disadvantaged groups rather than only doing actions like, um, say, fuel taxes or subsidising electric vehicles, which are out of reach for low-income groups in mm, the first place. Right. Okay. Enough about the campaign then for a minute. (laughs) Can we talk about the ways you've grown as leaders and has this campaign been empowering for you personally? Who's going to go first? Um, (laughs) Okay, I'll go first. Um, Yeah, it's definitely been a very empowering but also simultaneously like frustrating in terms of like – Mm. kind of like trying to get done what we want to do like unfortunately you know these things don't happen overnight mm-hmm. which is like st- extremely frustrating <laughs> oh yeah I'm long in yeah. the tooth on yeah I'm gonna say actually this is not news to you at all um but in terms of like empowerment I feel is it good having yeah. others tell do what you tell them to do no oh, <laughs> I, I don't really do that at, at all like I just like um it just it's very wholesome to me working towards something that like will genuinely make a difference in people's lives and of course my own but like in the big scheme of things like it's so important to me that like you know people can just access the city how they want to like get around without having to think about um you know can I spend this amount of money or like yeah sacrifice like food to like just get places and vice versa but um yeah I don't know it's kind of it's kind of like hard to think about it as empowerment, but more just like. Well, I see necessary. it as empowering because yeah. you're talking about um, having an influence on a measure mm, that's mm. really necessary for more than just yourself, yeah, for your 100%. community. Yeah. And having that influence gives you mm. power. You yeah. Know? That, that's no, a power. Yeah. That's a superpower. That's how I view it as well. Like, it's a. It's definitely like a privilege to have the um, time and capacity because in, mm. in this like campaign, I've been paid to do it essentially through my work. Like I, yeah, I'm awesome. Hours, That's so. empowering. Yeah, <laughs> some, so, some pay yeah. at the end I, of the week. Exactly. I mean, like, <laughs> and it just goes towards like getting around anyway. So right. food. Yeah, so. It helps with the transport poverty. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what about you, Hannah? 
Um, yeah, one thing that I found, I guess, quite empowering in being involved with organising this campaign is um, being able to work with people that have way more campaigning experience, like mm-hmm. Catherine and like a bunch of the people yeah, who are working for student associations and for other advocacy organisations, mm-hmm. um, being able to learn from them and then having them like really make space for me to learn more and yeah, wow. like use those yeah. skills myself and mm-hmm. leadership. Yeah, so knowledge is power. No yeah, knowledge. yeah, and so power. just really, really appreciate the humility of the people around us and the organising team who have so much experience and just want to see all of us um, be able to like grow together and be able to go off mm-hmm. and lead our own things in the future. So, in your experience, how do you think female leadership and involvement shapes or transforms campaign advocacy for the better? Oh, that is a big one. Um, I just see it as like fundamental to the success of like humanity almost. Like where would you be without women, of course? Like I love women. (laughs) And like it's definitely um, like important to have women, more women in these spaces. And like um, usually a lot of these spaces can be very male dominated. Like even um, I was thinking about it the other day, but like a lot of what we want rests on the like not brain, but rests on the actions of a man, okay, the Minister of Transport. So it's a very interesting, like, dynamic to me that he's in that position of power. And, like, I'm not sure... (laughs) I'm not sure if the majority of our, like, organisers are women or um, not. I think they are. I think they are, though, yeah. Yeah, That's what I was thinking. In advocacy spaces, it seems that there are a lot of women. Yeah. And they're doing heaps. like So much, (laughs) Yeah. 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 We're just, like, I just feel extremely lucky to be surrounded by so many, like... Just awesome people straight up. It's nice to have the mantle of truth in that mm. in that phrase, truth to power. Then you know, mm. with with um, Minister Woods or, or 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 whoever it is in, in any sort of um, campaign, mm. mm-hmm. and there's the power, and we're the truth, and it's being led more and more by women. Yeah. So that's nice. Hundred percent. Yeah. Did Did you have anything to add it then, Hannah? We're just as a wrap up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I just started talking about everything Catherine just said. Um, to wrap up the whole corridor. Oh, oh well, no, just <laughs> yeah. Well, that, that was my last question. Oh no, wait a minute. I've got one more. No, but Beautiful. did you want to add anything to the difference women make to campaigns? Um, oh, I just really back what Catherine said, um, and just have been really inspired seeing really strong like female leaders in this campaign. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and how like we can navigate these spaces of activism and politics like with huge strength. Um, and also heaps of kindness and support to each other. Oh, nice, yeah. yeah. So so next steps, mm-hmm. what's the New Year's resolution for free fears and how can listeners support your success? How can more women get involved? Um, oh, I'm so glad you asked. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the most recent big action, big push that we had was to submit to the Emissions Reduction Plan consultation, asking for the government to fund free fears through that plan. Um, and we've yet to see the outcome of that. So we're looking forward to seeing that emissions reduction plan released, hopefully even before this sh- this podcast is released. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we're looking to that. We're looking to Budget 2022 and continuing to lobby um, Minister Woods to include free fears in Budget 2022. Um, and there are lots of ways that people can support that. So, um, yeah, all the information is accessible through social media and through our website, which is Free Fears NZ. Um, and yeah, we can. It would be great to have as many people as possible continue to sign our petition, which has around seven thousand signatures. Mm. www.freefears.nz. Indeed, that is the one. Okay, and New Year's resolutions for you the same, or yeah, you've got some different the same ones? And yeah, otherwise, like if you maybe are like a representative from an organisation, like you can join our like 
collective as a member organization um and yeah like that just means that your organization's signing on to support mm. our ask and like you can um get involved however you want you know we're about to start our weekly organizing meetings again soon so those are i think when are we gonna have them like monday mm. nights yeah in the evening so on zoom and like that is just like where we could we usually just like catch up and see how everyone's doing see what we've achieved in the last while and like um allocate mahi for everyone to do nice so, yeah. so there's an opportunity for us to all yes yeah, get together in. and network yeah, yeah exactly i just wanted to add one other really exciting opportunity for everyone based in the wellington region mm. is in march greater wellington regional council is trialing having free public transport on weekends um the trial is only for a month but it's a really important first step um, and like showing the impact mm. of something like free fears. Mm. And so if everyone wants to get on the public transport on the weekends in March um, to show the council that we want this and that what it will be used. a great idea. Yeah. Yep. So that's yep. super easy thing for everyone to do. And it's fun, you know, okay. go to the zoo. Yep. Yeah. Go to we will zoo. champion that at our branch meeting. And you have Woo-hoo. heard it here first. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, thank you so much for coming. And I can just really hear your passion. I think the listeners will be really inspired. You've got some new followers, I'm sure. So thank you so much for coming. <laughs> Coming. Awesome. And um, yeah, wow. good luck for 2022 and all these um, all these resolutions you have. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Thank you so much for having Thank us. You. <laughs>